0: Hello, and welcome to episode 29 of Man Vs. Business. My name is Les James, and I'm here with my co-host Sean McMenamin. This week, Sean and I are discussing strategies for dealing with difficult customers. So with that, let's start the show.
1: Well hello, Sean. How is your evening? Hello, Wes, less doing well Good.
0: How things with you in texas california is nice and cool yeah texas is nice and not <laughs> <laughs> it's hot here it's hot here so um uh, i figured we would uh, kind of branch off into kind of an interesting topic uh we'll see how this one goes um i titled it as strategies for dealing with difficult customers so um you know we both have had our share of of dealing with customers that uh, uh, you had a hard time calling back or wanting to uh, to deal with, um, you know, I don't know if you have any. I don't know if you should give any names or examples, but no, uh, no, you name, know, no names, no, names but no examples. But you know, are are there some different things that you've had to
1: deal with in your career that uh, have been challenging? Yeah, sure. A couple of a couple of uh, things that you have to deal with, and, and I think there's different categories of how you would you would put the title of different difficult customers into those categories so one an easy one would be you know a customer that doesn't want to pay doesn't want to pay for what they they gave you so they're, they're being difficult in that regard and there's there's methods of of working through that and unfortunately in a lot of cases you as the supplier the first go through with that that customer you usually end up losing yeah, you know that the customer can always come up with something that that they don't feel that they they need to pay for. So that so go, you know going back to what we always talk about, planning and being clear, making sure that when you are providing something to a customer, a product and a service, that that you are very clear with what is included in the cost. Mm-hmm. Okay, and we don't have to get into contract language or anything like that, but just in the general idea of difficult customers well how do you deal with that we can talk about you know how do you deal with a customer that, that doesn't necessarily want to pay um, in, in ways of, of trying to get them to pay right yeah, but if they're if they're if they act like that they're they're pretty good at not paying for what they said that they would pay for so so maybe you know you might have to Go beyond just project management or, or corporate people calling. So, and what so other you know, categories? Difficult customers. You got you got difficult customers that you know you might even have have to put in what what I've called in the past handholding money um, money in the job in the budget because you know you have to handhold the customer because they are so demanding. They yeah. they they um, go above and beyond the normal expectation of the industry that you're working in for require of you things that, that they want, so they, they can be difficult in that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, and even to extend on that one
0: a little bit, customers that don't know what they want, you know, as far as uh, product offerings, you know, you get some customers that think they know what they want, but uh, you know, you're trying to convince them that that's not really what they need or what will really service their their needs, and that can be rather difficult at times.
1: Right, and that's where you really, I mean. You pay the sales guys to do to do their job, and, and their job is to not convince the customer what what they want, you know, what they, what the customer wants, or not to convince the customer what you have that the customer should buy. It's a matter of understanding what is the customer's issue, what does the customer wants to solve, what problem, right. and then and then make sure that that the the uh, scope and the schedule. Gets conveyed to that customer very clearly, especially if they don't know what they want. Don't, and I and I don't like to think of you know salespeople or companies you know trying to take advantage, saying, "Hey, we'll be vague here because then we'll just hit them with change orders afterwards." So uh, you I hate hear that. About that. You hear that in the construction industry quite a bit. Yeah. Um, you know, don't like that at all. Let's just be clear, and so everybody understands what they're you know in for. Right. I think another one is uh, uh,
0: changes when you get into the order. Uh, some customers can be very difficult on, on changes to what they want or what they're requiring, and that uh, can add a certain level
1: of difficulty when you're going back and forth with a customer in those situations. That's why going into it, I think, having a clear list of what the scope is that's included, mm-hmm. um, to, to whatever level of specificity is necessary for the industry that you're in. So if you say that you're going to provide a car, Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, you think you're going to provide a, you know, small little four-cylinder car and the customer is expecting an eight-cylinder pickup truck, okay? <laughs> you know, you got to make sure that those expectations and those, those, um, the supply side is aligned so, right. that, so that there won't be any arguing as to what was included. So, so is there any other broad
0: categories uh, that would help define difficult situations or customers?
1: you know the only the only other side of the requirements of a customer that become difficult um, are when they do make changes which changes are fine but but when a customer makes a change either in scope or in schedule but then they don't compensate you for those changes so if they if they change the scope and then they say that well you still have to do it in the time frame that we agree to, right? yeah. that can be very difficult yeah. because, because, you know, you have to now deal with suppliers that have maybe already started or you're adding, you're adding material to a schedule that was already pretty tight because right. the schedule is just as important as cost in many projects. Um, so the schedule you've got is one that, you know, you're, you're, you don't have a whole lot of floating. And now when you're adding scope or making a change to an existing piece of scope, then not having the extra time is can be difficult for the project.
0: Another one I just thought of is uh, quality issues. You know, we've talked a lot about quality on this show, um, and the differences between um, how people see product and the quality levels. You can often get into different situations uh, sure. there with a, a customer as to yeah. what they perceive it should look like, as opposed to what you uh, felt it you know it matches or meet or
1: met or meets. Sorry. Well, I, I like the way you I like the way you uh, you put that. The way the customer thinks it should look, because we do talk a lot about quality in this program, and and the quality that we talk about are systems and standards and codes and things like that. But the expectation of the customer as to what it looks like is just as important as to whether it meets ASME code or or any other any other code that uh, might apply in, in whatever industry we're talking about. So. If you've got a product and it meets it meets the code, it's the best and it's it's the most expensive out of all the competition. But if it looks like garbage, yeah. well then you know what the customer thinks it's garbage, and why should the customer pay for garbage? Right yeah.
0: now, the only problem I get into with that one is you know, um, uh, looks can be the eye of the beholder, so. You know, what looks bad to somebody may not look bad to somebody else. It's kind of like the art definition. You know, mm-hmm. this piece of art looks great to one person. It looks like trash to another person. Um, you know, it, uh, uh, when you get into that fuzzy definition of uh, uh, what does something, what is something that's supposed to look nice look like, that can be a little challenging,
1: well, you know, here's, here's an example. Here's an example. And, and knowing your customer and meeting the customer's expectations is very important. The example that I have is of a, of a vessel. So you've got basically a tank that, according to the specification, was going to be insulated in the field. Yeah. Okay? So a company that I worked for in the past had this tank that was sitting around for a while but met all the specifications. It, it met all the codes. But the the surface of the tank was slightly pitted, and it just didn't look good. Right. Okay? It just didn't look good. It looked like it was a tank that was sitting in the yard. Right. And and so we used it. The shop put it together and used it. It was going to be insulated in the field, so nobody would see what the what the outside of that tank looked like. Yeah. Well, as soon as the customer got it and said, what are you giving me here, a piece of used equipment or a piece yeah. of junk? Oh, no. It meets all the specs. meets all the codes.
0: Yeah, you gave accept accepted. Yeah, you, they they felt like you gave them a car with a dent in the
1: side of it. Well, yeah, yeah, and and, and the thing is, even if you if uh, you thought that the car would still run, there's a dent in the side. But the thing is, you're going to put you know some kind of masking over the you know, dent, over <laughs> the dent, over the entire car, and it would cover that dent. And, and the customer still doesn't want to think that they've got a dent in the car. Right. right. So, so the next
0: thing I was wanting to cover is. I've got, uh, you know, since we're talking about uh, how do we deal with different uh, difficult customers, I have got a list of uh, particular items here that uh, are suggestions on, you know, ways that you can uh, deal with customer, and I figured that I was just going to step through each one of these and kind of touch on them briefly and just uh, get both of our thoughts on it. So the first one is listen. First and foremost, listen to your customer. What? (laughs) Absolutely.
1: I completely agree. You have to be able to listen. Listen to what they're saying beyond the actual words. Right. Truly hear what they're saying as opposed to just,
0: you know, looking off at the sky and (laughs) saying, I do not want to deal with this guy or, you know, truly listening to their needs. And that can be hard to do, you know
1: it can be hard to do and that's that's where training and the, and the management team i'm going to always bring it back to you, the leadership and the management team of of each individual group the the leader of the team that that has those sales people has to make sure that, that that he's doing or she's doing a quality check on the sales team do does the sales team really listen and and you find that out very quickly once the job goes into a project and you do have these these gaps, nonconformances, things that don't meet up based on what was sold as opposed to what's being engineered. The next one on the list is build rapport through empathy.
0: So we oh. need to, yeah, <laughs> I knew you'd like this one. Yeah, you hit me in the knees on that one. <laughs> Should you have empathy for their plight? You know, um, I think to some level you do need some empathy and, and this gets into, you know, if we want to start talking about emotional intelligence and going down that path and all that kind of stuff, but at least uh, understanding their side of the story, not necessarily feeling the pain of their side of the story because, really, uh, you've got your kind of your own uh, to, to make sure that you cover. Uh, but, uh, you know, you do have to understand their plight and their situation a little bit. What do you think?
1: Well, you know, you should you should understand that your customer, your customer's plight, because that's the best way for you to fill that need that they have. Right. So uh, I understand that. E- empathy is a really, it's an interesting word, you know, growing up. It's a hard one. Well, yeah, being, being a, a tough guy or yeah. whatever, you know, empathy, yeah. and, and you're right, through emotional intelligence, it's something that... That I acknowledge is a skill that needs to be enhanced by me. There's well,
0: no and and there's by several of us. Uh, there is well, there is right. no doubt.
1: <laughs> but but uh, yeah, I go back to the, the salesperson has to understand what the customer needs, what keeps them up at night, any of these uh, cliches that you can think of. Right. Um, uh, you know what what does it mean to to empathize uh, as opposed to as opposed to your salesperson being on the customer side and kind of. Giving the customer more than what they're paying for, right? You you want you want the salesperson, in, and I've seen this in different areas where a salesperson says, "Well, I'm a, I'm the advocate for the customer." Well, really, you're you're the advocate for your company first, under, yes. Understanding what the customer needs and bridging that gap with with product, right? Okay, so so you have to make sure that you don't have your own sales guy. Whether you call it empathizing or siding with the customer. Giving away the
0: farm. It takes away the farm, exactly. (laughs) So the next one on the list is lower your voice. So here's another one that that a lot of guys have. And I'm going to go ahead and classify that guys have issues with this one. You know, our voices tend to to elevate and elevate and elevate as the discussion moves along. Um, And this is definitely one of those ones that it just takes a little bit of practice because you know, I know I have a bad habit with this one you know I'll be halfway into a conversation and my brother always used to tell me you know hey why are you yelling at me and I'm like I'm not yelling but of course after I think about it a second my voice is like eight octaves higher and you know so uh, you know lowering your voice I think the whole point to that one is is uh, you know trying to take the charge out of the conversation
1: yeah and I, and I think you know we, we brought this to this this topic to this conversation as, you know, difficult customers, but you know what? It might, it might be a lesson in emotional intelligence. And, and on that comment there about elevating your voice, it's really about being triggered. Yeah. And, and once you're triggered, you 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 are an emotional person before you're a rational person. Yes. Okay. So, so if you're an emotional person, yes, you think you're going to win, you're going to win the battle by, raising your voice and bowing up or whatever. You, right. know, I mean that, that you can't have that in business, especially with a customer that's supposed to you know, be in a good relationship with you and your company. So um, the emotional intelligence skills on, on reducing conflict would be very important in this case. Yeah.
0: The next one would be uh, knowing when to give in. What do you think about that one? That one, um, I have a hard time with that one. Giving
1: in, yes. Especially uh, the word give in, you know. Yeah, what does uh, give in mean? Like right. you know, you you, you 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 fought a battle and you just decided you know, you decide, okay, well I'll decide to lose now.
0: Yeah, my my white flag just went up.
1: <laughs> yeah. And and it's not about winning and losing, it's about getting an amicable resolution. Right. That's why that's why I'm not a big I'm not a big person on the word compromise. Um, and, and I have debates and discussions with people about the word compromise as opposed to collaborate. If 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 two people or two organizations want a a resolution or a, a solution to a problem, mm-hmm. a company a seller wants to sell something, a buyer needs to buy something. Okay, so so you collaborate to get that done. You don't compromise. And I don't remember where I read it, um, but it, what I was what I read was. If you compromise, nobody wins. If you collaborate, yeah. everybody wins because yeah. in a collaboration, you understand what the end goal is that you can achieve. Yeah, that's okay? a, that's a good point. And I think the words are very different from each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah I wouldn't. I, I would hate to say no one to give in. You know, for, right from the beginning, you should know what any kind of negotiation is is work to collaborate with. The person on the other side, whether it's whether it's your wife or whether it's your business partner or whether it's a customer or yeah. a supplier.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure giving in is ever the right thing to do because that really usually frustrates the other person on the other side, anyways. Yeah, depending on what you're talking about. Yeah. The next one, never take it personally.
1: That's true.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, now, now you and I have talked about this one before, and this is where you and I have personalities that are a little bit different. This one's hard for me. Uh, and and it totally has to do with my personality. I understand that. I'm old enough now to know, you know, and understand. But it's something that I can't seem to turn off in my head for some reason. Mm-hmm. I do take it personally, and 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 it, and I will say that I manage it better. I will say that. But down deep, somewhere inside, I'm still. Thinking about it or dealing with it in some form or fashion and feeling like either whatever the situation may be that I could have done better, that I should have said something more, that it it was something I did or something, you know, and, and it could have to do with my you know, perfectionist personality, or, you know, my OCD traits and things like that. I'm sure, <laughs> um, you know, I'm sure that that all is lumped somewhere in the same location in my brain. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, this one I have a really hard time with. You know, I, I really do. And I'm not sure how to totally get over it other than it's just something that I'm constantly aware of and I have to keep talking to myself about, using my inner voice to tell myself. You know, it's not personally. It's not personal, but yet my, there's the other side of my shoulder that's going. Oh, yes, it is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you get the devil in the agent. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I, I realize that. Uh, you know what gets said. What gets said in you know a meeting or or in the conversation to get to some kind of resolution. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I definitely don't don't take it personally. I I try to. If somebody if somebody says something that. Seems to be a personal attack, and maybe I'm lucky enough to have had enough emotional intelligence training. Understand why they're saying that talk about talk about back to that word empathy. I mean, I know it's not it's not, and maybe it is empathy. You find out why would that person say it that way, and then redirect the conversation so that you can get to an amicable solution rather than personal attacks. Personal attacks, calling people names just doesn't matter. I guess maybe I took I to took heart what my mother said, sticks and stones and break the bones, but an angel never hurt you. Right. So <laughs> It is true, but, you know,
0: somewhere it's hurting somehow, for me at least. <laughs> yeah, luckily. Yeah, maybe if you have a no little soul or no a heart. It, you know. <laughs> I was thinking more along the lines of the Irish background. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're pretty thick-skinned. Yeah, maybe so. The next one we have here is is remember that you're interacting with a human. Yeah, this one back to the same thing. Yeah, yeah, this
1: one's one where I go, okay. <laughs> right, it, it's a human. They've got a thought process. Yeah, um, just like you've got a thought process. You know, you know, this is where your weapons of of battle are really interesting. You know, you, you, you each person has a history behind them and mm-hmm. how they get to a specific answer. They've kind of got written down because they've done it. In, maybe, maybe not in the exact form that you're dealing with them there, but they've done it in other situations on how they get to the end result. So so the weapon that you have is the way you, you use your words and the way you make them or the way you convey how you're thinking, trying to understand how they're thinking. So if you can figure out how to think in a method that will drive them in a certain direction mm-hmm. – that's how you. That's how you get to the negotiated settlement. That, I mean, I guess, and that's the way I'm looking at this. A difficult customer. It ends up being a negotiation, a debate, um, how to how to collaborate, and th- those are things that I truly enjoy. I, it's I just, it's, it's
0: almost it. for you. It's almost like a challenge. Oh, absolutely. It's yeah. A challenge. Yeah. 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 I think yeah. I think yeah. the older I get, I think the more I see that. But I think you know, back in my younger days, I didn't quite see that as much. You know, so I think I've had to work pretty pretty hard later in life to get to those type of skills. And maybe so, I maybe I missed out something <laughs> on my early years or something. I need to get a hold of my mom and find out, you know, what she needs <laughs> to teach me.
1: <laughs> this is, a, this is a show about uh, Oedipus or some and kind of God. psychological thing. You know what? Though I love making those phone calls to the cable company or to um, satellite radio or whatever if they have mischarged me or there's some kind of some kind of um, gap in understanding between me and somebody that's asking money from me. Mm-hmm. So think about it. We could we could have this this conversation. Difficult customers. We could be a difficult customer if we get a bill for five thousand dollars for a cell phone. Yeah. You'd be like, what the heck? You know, yep. you'd be, you would be screaming on the phone, and and you know what? It could be just an honest mistake. It could be name. You know, you, you don't know what that is. So, so calling up with an understanding of what it should be versus what you know it is right now. Right. I think you can you can move towards a a solution that doesn't involve getting your blood pressure up to two hundred over one fifty. The next one they add on here
0: was making sure that you always call or call back. Never ignore a customer call, and you know, and I've known people that have done this quite, a, quite a few people, and it's kind of sad just because they're, you know, they're not wanting to make that difficult call. Uh, but that's because uh, they
1: take it personally, probably. Probably,
0: yeah, you know, yeah. They, I do. I, do I will say, since you know, I'm putting myself out there a little bit, I will say that this is not something that I uh, happily and joyfully go into. You know, when I when I get a message on my machine that, you know, some customer is wanting to, you know, get on to me about something or, you know, you know, tear, tear into me about a situation or something, it's not something that I go into joyfully wanting to, to do. But I have again, you know, older you know my older older I get, the better I'm able to, to deal with those types of situation and realize that you know, they're a person on the other end. They're just trying to solve a problem. Uh, they're looking out for their own company. They're going through these same list of issues and trying
1: to make sure they cover what they need to. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and what I what I do in that situation is just trying to get to the facts, just mm-hmm. trying to understand and and, and not not uh, patronize the customer, but but tell them that you know, whatever way you use your words is is okay. I'm, I'm listening and I hear you. Um, if there's something not correcting what they're saying, let them finish saying it. Don't interrupt them. That, right. that, that That will just create a bigger wall. Let them finish and then try to go through, go through the um, agenda, the list the, the schedule, whatever it is that that's upsetting them and try to, you know, diffuse it anyway. You want them to, you want to diffuse them, you know, because they're not listening. They're, they're, amygdala in their brain gets hijacked when they're triggered. So yeah. if that amygdala is hijacked in your brain, then you're not going to listen. You're just you just want to attack, attack, attack. Right. So you've got to diffuse You have to defuse that attack so that you can have a rational conversation. So the last thing they had listed on
0: here is just making sure that you summarize the next steps. Oh yeah. Yeah. You got to make sure because you're right. Most likely both people are not thinking fully and clearly. And I think summarizing it's almost like you know one of them's got to be an adult and summarize the process and make sure that it's very clear as to what the next steps are.
1: Right, what you agreed to, mm-hmm. the, summarize those items, and then what is still to be decided and who's going to decide them and when. Um, you're right. I've, I've seen people have a discussion, come away with no action items, no no expectations, and a week passes and then the battle begins again because, oh, I thought you were going to do this or I thought you were going to do that. that. To me, if you've got to say after the fact, oh, I thought you were going to do this, well, then you're just as much at fault as the person that you thought was going to do something, yeah. Because because you didn't you didn't clarify that you didn't make sure that somebody was accountable to get that action done. So, and have that's you? That's where accountability comes in very strongly.
0: So, have you ever gotten to the point where you've ever wanted to just drop a customer because they were just so difficult?
1: Um, you know, yeah, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say yet. Yeah. Well, we thought in past. Like we thought about it just because um, not 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 being difficult but not paying yeah is one reason you can't what deal with customers that won't pay for what they got what about needy customers no see the thing is the needy customer just costs more they do yeah that's exactly you know? right okay so so you, you know the thing is if if you have competition and you know you put a couple extra dollars in there for handholding because you know that they're a needy customer and your competition doesn't. And your competition gets to work. Mm-hmm. Well, you know they're gonna they're they're gonna suffer, or they or they handle the customer differently. You, yeah. you either have to handle the customer differently, or suffer the loss of a job because you put in hand-holding money.
0: Right, and, and know, the, I think creativity is important here.
1: Well, you know, yeah, getting yeah, creative with some of these
0: customers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So in in summarizing this in the summarizing this topic, you know, I think the main thing, at least for me, is that. You can't necessarily control your customer. Now there's things you can do to kind of help guide your customer, but I think for me is I think I've got to focus on myself and make sure that I'm doing the right things and I'm maintaining the communication and making sure that I'm covering my bases. I can't control that customer. I can help guide them, I can help you know direct them, I can try to say the right things, I can use some of these tools. But at the end of the day, the only thing you can really control is yourself. So I think that's
1: how I I I would kind of summarize this. What do you think? Yeah, I think that's a great summary. And I'm trying. To, I was thinking of an example because we, like I said earlier, we're customers as well. And and I think I recently saw something on television where where a, a consumer of a product was unhappy. Yeah. And I think it was something to do with with software. You know. Maybe it might have been like you know Apple or Microsoft or somebody like that, and and the person on the news that was doing the report said said, well, you know what, it was in the terms and conditions, but who reads those terms and conditions huh. when you're when you're downloading an app or something like that? <laughs> and to me that to me that is just such a failure of of accountability. Yeah. Okay. You, you've got you've got companies that put everything in the in the kitchen sink in terms and conditions, and then you have. Customers, consumers, whatever that, that, that operate the way they think they need to operate. And then the battle begins and the customer signed up for it. No problem. But he didn't read it. Yeah. So you have, you have that issue that you have to, that you have to bridge. So by you saying, you know, you being as clear and accountable and concise and, and all the things to make sure that the customer doesn't have a blind spot or a pitfall. To me, that's the best relationship that you can have between
0: a customer and supplier. Yeah. So to wrap this thing up, uh, let's go ahead and go into our uh, picks of the week. Um, I've got a, uh, a pick. I just started this today, matter of fact. So I found this um, online streaming tool called Daily Burn. Um, and it's something my wife and I are able to do together it's an exercise program where you can get these videos uh, streamed to you either on a daily basis or on a uh, you can either go through a program or whatever and uh, it's just something that's working out for both of us real well right now especially with the you know the heat outside you know gay kind of getting through some of her you know surgical issues and mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's working out very nicely so uh, daily burn if you' all want to check it out it's an, it's a nice little uh, and we stream it through our um, through our Chromecast, uh, Chromecast. Oh, and so we okay. stream it so from our phone. phone. Yeah, we stream it from the phone right onto the television, mm-hmm. and uh, it's right there, ready to watch. So it's not a political statement about U.S. <laughs> political burn. <wars>? No, <laughs> <laughs> daily burn. <laughs> the daily burn. Yeah, feel the burn. Yeah, Something like that? like. Uh, like Donald Trump is hosting it or something <laughs> well yeah or some other or some other guy anyway I don't
1: know some anyway so what about your pick uh, my pick is is just um, you know I talk about travel we were on vacation you know you were on your vacation I was on my vacation yeah um and I don't know if I if I said where I was or I went to Ireland and my family's from Ireland. So if, if anybody ever gets the chance, I'm, I'm going to use that as the uh, as the pick. It's a great place with great people, whether you're Irish or not Irish. Everybody is welcome. And, I hope to uh, go someday. Everything from everything from the city of Dublin which this was the first trip that I made it, I made it to Dublin. We would fly to Dublin and go up to a, a, a county in the northwest called Donegal, which to me is the most beautiful place besides Hawaii. Um, <laughs> but, it, but we spent time in the city, and, and the city of Dublin is very cool and a lot of fun. And, very nice. Uh, as, the re- as is the rest of the country, and it's a heck of a lot of fun driving on the other side of the road with a state shift. I, I've done that. Now, that I
0: yeah. have done. I did That's that cool. in, in England. That was, yeah. that was pretty fun. Uh, yeah, with with uh,
1: somebody screaming in my back ear, you know, <laughs> telling me what well, to luckily, do. <laughs> luckily, luckily, my kids, my kids, they they have full confidence in me when I when I drive because <laughs> I, I do take a lot of pride in how I drive.
0: Well, Sean, this was a good topic. Uh, we look forward to talking to everybody next week. Thank you all. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Man versus Business. Please note that neither Sean nor myself are business consultants. We just have a strong passion for discussing all things business. Please remember to visit SigmaTree.co to see our other podcasts, our business ventures, and our blog. And by the way, you can also drop us a line from the message page. Again, thank you and have a good week.